Oh yeah, another uncomfortable conversation. You know, I got a very special guest for you today, but before we get into that, let's pay the bills. Hotep Nation masks, hats are in the description box below. The links are there. Now, I'm not promising a mask is going to keep you safe, but I promise that they'll keep the communists off your back for not wearing one to the grocery store. So make sure y'all go support Hotep Nation, a nonprofit organization. Every purchase goes towards our foundation, helping impoverished villages across the United States of America. Shout out to the chat. I see the people in the chat active already. Appreciate y'all. They they already typing in Yoba. You know what I'm saying? They can't, they, they here for they here for the for the special guest baked Alaska. Um but without further ado, you know, this dude, this dude has been on my radar since you know Trump got elected. He's probably one of the people that could take credit for helping get Trump elected. And um I, I always uh, always found him to be quite unique amongst a batch of public commentators that we have uh, in in this uh, in this world today. Uh, but this one's rather unique. This one has been banned. Baked Alaska has been banned from damn near every fucking social media site on earth. He creates an account they ban him. But without further ado, we gonna bring him here to 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 the Hotep Jesus channel, the one and only Baked Alaska. What's up, homie? How you feeling, bro? Hey, what's going on, dude? How are you? Oh man, life is good. You know, life is is is, is as good as it's gonna get. You know, I'm in my zone now. They done fucked up with this quarantine, put me in my zone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I feel like everyone else is suffering, and like. I'm actually doing better. I'm like working out more. I'm running more. I'm like focusing on myself more, you know, going to, you know, focusing on stuff with God. Like I'm good. I'm good. I, I was built for this sort of life. So yeah, uh, they, they fuck with the wrong people for sure. Baked Alaska Ben told you. <laughs> That's right. Baked Alaska Ben told you. Yoba Ben told you. That's right. What's, what's Yoba stand for? Yoba is uh well if you know you know but uh year of baked alaska and what that means is it is my year like it, it's about self-responsibility it's about owning your shit saying this is you know what this is my year you know f fuck what everyone else is saying this is my year i'm gonna be me i'm gonna be myself and it, it's not just for me you know a everyone else can um you know take in part in yoba and you are owning your actions, your uh, you're taking responsibility for what you're doing. You know, we can't control everything out there, but we can control how we act and how we respond. So that's what Yoba is about: having the faith of a mustard seed. You can move mountains. So it's really just a self empowerment message. I love it. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Why would they want to ban this dude? <laughs> I know. I know. That's that's the crazy thing. So. I mean, one thing I think about is they really like to ban fun. They like to ban fun people. And that's one thing that I've sort of uh, looked at. You know, David Duke, Richard Spencer, you know, some not very fun people. They still got Twitter accounts. They're still they're still running around, you know, uh, XKKK wizard. You know, he's still running around with a Twitter account. But no, Baked Alaska, Gavin McInnes. Milo, uh, et cetera. 
Laura Loomer, you can't have uh, Twitter accounts. So I think what it is, when you break it down, it's people that are free thinkers that are sort of off the reservation. And they, they like to ban the fun ones because the, the scary, evil ones, you know, they can stay. They can stay because, you know, then they got a good example. Oh, look look at these bad guys over here. You know, the, these guys are awful. But when you have a fun, you know, likable person that can uh, penetrate uh, that mainstream narrative, they don't like that. They do not like that sort of competition. That scares the living shit out of them. That freaks them out. I mean, you saw today, uh, you know, we're talking about censorship. I saw... They're pulling down videos about 5G towers. They're, they're pulling down all sorts of stuff. You can't even mention, you know, how uh, a 5G uh, tower could be unhealthy for you, which I think is crazy. Why can't we, you know, have that conversation? Do we really need, you know, did we all sign up for 5G? I, I think our internet's fast enough. We're good. I don't need 5G, 6G, 8G, whatever. And we're not even testing, you know, how this radiation is is going to affect us. There, there's so many things, you know, that, that you can't talk about uh, COVID-19. Basically, I noticed on Twitter, if anyone mentions COVID-19 in any sort of way, you just start getting shadow banned. Um, so they, they don't want you to, uh, you know, talk about the other side of the narrative there. And I, I would say what's insane to me about uh, this whole quarantine thing is like they really are pushing this sort of communist type rule that they want over us. It's very, very obvious. And like the crazy thing to me is like people are just bending over and taking it. Um, and I did not expect that. And you know, you see some people rising up here and there, but for the most part, both sides are taking it. And you know, they, they came and they said, oh, this is going to be uh, temporary measure, you know, we're just going to do the social distancing for a few days, you know, we're just going to do it for a couple weeks here and then back to normal. Well, now they're saying this is the new normal. This, this, you know, I was just in Chipotle, you know, getting a little food and they got, they got stickers on the ground. Like these are permanent things in their floor, like social distancing here. You step on the line, uh, to get your food and all the employees are wearing masks and all that. So, you know, I'm not against safety. I'm not against precaution. I mean, some of the social distancing, I don't really care. I don't need to be, you know, rubbing up next to everyone. I don't really care. But on a larger scale, I do think it is uh, definitely troubling how quickly the state can seize power and just, you know, ha have the populace do whatever they want and just have nobody question it. So that's sort of the concerning thing there. Um uh, on the other end, though, I, I have enjoyed that even though the state is taking advantage of this situation, I think this is actually a incredible opportunity for our president, for Donald Trump, to sort of say, "Okay, you, you, you know, you guys want to, you guys want to take it this far? Like, go ahead. You know, looks like we need to put a halt on immigration. Looks like you know we need to start looking at some of these things." And and before. You know, everyone wanted to jump and say how terrible it was to end immigration. But you say, hey, you might get sick now. People are like, okay, you know, whatever needs to be done. So even though people have overreacted so far, and I don't even, I don't think the world will ever be the same. It is really, it's nuts to me. Every day I keep thinking, when is this going to fucking end? You know, so I don't know. But I do like that President Trump has been able to, 
uh, maneuver in and get some of the things done that we wanted him to do earlier. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned something earlier. You said you went to where was it where they had the spots on the ground? Chipotle. Yeah. Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life life after life after COVID is gonna be interesting. So uh, you know, one of my companies, Wazo, uh, you know, we deal in object recognition and uh we actually just closed a deal this week where um we're doing people counting. Mm. We're doing people counting in a grocery store. It basically uh lets management know when they go past a certain occupancy that allows six feet distancing. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll also be doing heat mapping uh, and the recognition of social distancing as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right on the cusp of what's happening here. You know, I'm, I'm delivering that service uh, to corporations uh, as we speak, um, which is, you know, quite interesting. But before we get into that, you know, I want to, I want to back things up a little bit. You started out managing somebody that was pretty famous online. Who was that? Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I started before that, but okay. um, a lot. So a lot of people knew me uh, from I managed Milo Yiannopoulos. Right. You yeah. managed Milo. Yeah. <laughs> now I know that was wild. Yeah, definitely wild. <laughs> definitely wild. And that was back when like, you know, He's kind of had a fall from grace, but uh, okay, he was he was popping at that time. That was he got like kicked off the internet too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I sort of followed in his steps there. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, what, Milo, give me give me one of those one of those baked Alaska Milo war stories. It's one of the classic war stories. The war nobody stories. Know, nobody knows about. Hmm. You know, crashing CPAC, running down on conservative ink. Yeah, I mean, damn, there there, there was so many. Um, you know, my, Milo kind of came on the scene and, and people enjoyed him. Like, so, you know, back up before I, I was a I was a rapper. I was a, you know, pretty famous Viner. I did, you know, comedy videos and that sort of stuff in L.A. And then I worked at BuzzFeed. Wasn't a liberal, don't worry. Um, you know, I ended up leaving uh, BuzzFeed because you know I started wearing my MAGA hat to work. Oh man, they did not like that. Yeah, BuzzFeed's uh, a bitch. Yeah, so like people that uh, had known me for years, you know, just came up to me. They're like, "Don't ever fucking talk to me, bro." Like, we're done. And I'm like, "That's it, okay, really? Like, we're not even gonna have a conversation." Like, no. So that was that was crazy to me and it just became really, really uncomfortable uh, for me working there. there. There's a Tucker Carlson episode about it. And, you know, I hadn't really experienced, um, I guess that sort of uh, being ostracized on that scale. Uh, so that was very difficult for me. And, um, you know, they, they basically pushed me out. They started bringing me in HR, you know, accusing me of different, uh, allegations that would just be made up. They said I was, you know, harassing someone on the bus yeah. and all, all this and that, you know, and then it would be something new. And, you know, it, it was, it was real obvious that they're, they're they treated you like a black man in America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, um, funny that you mentioned race because when I got hired, they were like, Oh shit, we, we, uh, 
we really didn't want to hire another white male, but you know, you were uh, the best for the job. So I guess we had hired. So they were, they were pissed off and they were vocal about it. Cause I wasn't fitting their, uh, you know, quotas. Yeah, I, the diversity quotas, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. JJ in the chat, thanks for the super chat. I'm not reading your super chat, John Jay. I know who you are. You probably got your other YouTube account banned, and now you hear you are with another alias. Stop trolling. Hey, <laughs> gang in the building. What up? Let's Grape go, gang. baby. Yoba gang. Let's go. Yoba boxing. What's up? He said, submit to the. Come on, bro. I'm not reading <laughs> that. Yo. American grape, uh, Armenian grape. What's up, bro? Uh, he said, Doba gang, baby. Let's go. Victor of life. He said, I don't know who baked Alaska is, but welcome. Got to Sabes. Oh, man. You about to know. What's uh, up, brother? <laughs> Logan Boxing Bake. What happened to uh, Pizza Party Ben? Did you rob Cernovich? What? <laughs> you you uh, robbed Cernovich, yo? No, no, I definitely did not rob Cernovich. <laughs> that's a that's a funny uh what what would i have robbed i don't i don't know what i would have taken there um you said you're a rapper that you know i'm just picturing something <laughs> running down on them thug style hey you gotta Take do what you gotta wallet. do no i just i was so i was at cpac this year i actually actually ran into cernovich briefly um you know we uh we shook hands we're not like we're not the best of friends we don't really see eye to eye but you know we were cordial oh, okay he said, "I." Right, he said, it, it was no good. I mean, Logan, he said, it's all good. Juan Cerritos. He says, uh, yo, what's up, big? Uh, it's Juan. Trust the plan. Yo, what up? Exactly. Trust the plan. That I mean, that's what I've been saying. And um, another thing is, you know, during this time of quarantine, one thing that I've really enjoyed, one is, you know, a lot of these people freaking out because you know, we've been talking about this shit for years. We've been talking about, you know, martial law. We've been talking about the mind control, the propaganda that uh, they, they've been throwing at us. And so like this come, this really comes as no surprise. Like, you know, it's definitely, you know, some elements of it are, you know, uncomfortable and not that fun. What did you, what did you do for Milo? Did I was you, his, you, like, uh, booking him or? I was his tour manager. Yeah. You so you booked them. You basically called like you know universities and say, "Hey, I want you. I want to book you." you yeah. Know, so I too. did his booking, and then I also toured around with him. So there's like when um, you have an artist or a celebrity, there's um, usually two different types of managers. There's a uh, bigger level manager, which is like um, like the executive manager who basically like sees the big picture. They're like suit and tie in the office, and then there's like a day to day manager which is uh, what I did. So I was with him every day, you know, um, uh, de depending on, you know, the season, if we were doing a tour or whatever, but during tour season, yeah, I was with him, you know, you know, waking him up out of bed, like everything, you know, ordering food, driving him around, getting the rental car, you know, we're flying here, we're flying there. Um, you know, th that was definitely a crazy time. That was actually uh, during that time. Uh, someone mentioned pizza party, Ben, um, He's pretty, he's epic, but uh, he, he's not online anymore. Um, so I know he you got, got maced one time too, didn't you? I got, I did. I got maced. I got maced during, um, well, I was saying during the time with Milo, I got to meet President Trump, which was, which was amazing. You know, he signed this little, uh, you know, MAGA tattoo right here. All right. So, you know, I'll never forget that. That was in San Diego. But uh, yeah, also I was, um you know, going around and speaking my mind 
And I feel like I've always been a little bit misunderstood because I just, so many people just kind of go with narratives. They go with what they're told or what they're, they think they're supposed to think. I just have never really thought that way. I don't know why, you know, I'm from Alaska. It's sort of a different culture. Maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't really know, but for some reason, you know, I just am a very free thinker. And so there was a time when I was uh, going around and uh, doing different events. So whether it was, you know, a MAGA rally in LA or I would go around the country, there would be different free speech rallies. Uh, there was, uh, you know, Berkeley free speech. Uh, I went to New Orleans uh, to protect the um, statues there. So I'm in favor of us keeping our history. I don't think, you know, everything in our history is, you know, perfectly clean, but it is our history. So, you know, I see, you know, a more communist tendency to people that are just ripping down our history. How many many people were coming to these, these, uh, these rallies for uh, Milo? For Milo? Yeah. When he was getting booked like Berkeley, how many kids would come? Um, so 300. Well, when he was doing like, when he was doing college events, I mean, these were like, yeah, these were like selling out um, anywhere from, depending on the room, could be like 150 to like uh, 500. But yeah, he mm. was really, he was really, really popular. What, what market was he most popular in? Would you say West Coast or? Um, he was, yeah, he was pretty popular in the West Coast. He was uh, real popular in Florida. And I don't know, it, it was sort of like, at that time, we didn't really have a um, we didn't really have Trump supporters, I guess, that were like sort of fun and edgy and and ha- had like m- more of a loud mouth, I guess. And so yeah. people like I gravitated towards Milo too. I bet if you talk to a lot of Trump supporters, and you do, you do got to give him credit where credit's due. He yeah, definitely Milo was too. he was a gateway drug to like getting in the business. So, um, yeah, people were attracted to him because he did something different. And, um, also, you know, he, I I have a, you know, different view on the subject now. Uh, but you know, he was a gay conservative. So people were like, Oh wow. You know, that's, that was just like so different at the time. Um, you know, my, my (laughs) my views have changed a bit on that, but, um, you know, yo, shout out, shout out. Yo, John Jay came back in the chat. He said, <laughs> I ain't been daddy. What you talking about? <laughs> what up, John yo. Jay? Yo, somebody in here impersonated you. Brody McFarlane, $3 super chat. He said, what up, everybody? Goyam yo. Defense League, $10 super chat. Thank you. Uh, Let's go. He said he said he called me out on his latest stream. He wants to, de- <laughs> he wants to debate me. Um. Man, you got a lot of you got a lot of trolls in here. You got a lot of haters coming at you. Yo, due, due <laughs> to due to the subject matter, I'm going to have to decline. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the offer. Come back, come back with some other options. Yeah, man. So, so uh, I got this next question. I got to leave with a story, right? Yeah. So, uh, you remember when TPUSA banned me from um, their little summit thing or whatever? Yeah. All right. They're supposed to bring all the niggas to the White House. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Hotel Jesus got banned, right? Right. So that weekend, you know, various people reached out to me. 
this one little white girl reached out to me. She said, hey, you know, I'd love to catch up with you and, you know, you know, have coffee. It's messed up with TPUSA did to you, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't really think nothing of it. You know, cute little white chick. You know, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I ain't think nothing of it. I was like, oh, no, nah, we ain't got to catch up. Like, so I just picked the phone up. We, we spoke for 15 minutes, whatever, whatever. I could tell that she was just being nosy, right? Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. So uh, that same weekend was Brandon Strzok's walk away. So I was like, are you going to walk away? She was like, yeah. I was like, if you go to walk away, hit me up. We'll link up. I didn't expect her to hit me up because I could already tell she was on some shady. I just wanted to be nosy type shit. Right. So I roll up at the walk away. Now, who would I see there? Ashton Birdie. Oh, man. <laughs> so I say, hey, what's up, Ashton? I thought you were supposed to hit me up. Oh, 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 I forgot. I just came by last minute. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Right. So she was kind of timid. She didn't know how to get in where she fit in. So I had to escort her backstage. You know, you just walk backstage like you're supposed to be there because we big shots. That's what we do. So she's like, oh, cool. I'm backstage now. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. You know, a few months later, come to find out, you was digging in them drawers. <laughs> <laughs> and well, when, when, when that first happened, when I first found out you was digging in them panties, I said um, to myself, I should warn my G. <laughs> I, should, I, should, I, should, I should warn him, right? I was like, I got to warn him. But I was like, that's breaking my rule. I got this rule that when two people get together, you don't you don't put your nose in unless one of them asks you. Like, that's my rule. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this shit ride out. And I'm just <laughs> going to watch. I know where this is going. So now you got to tell us. The people want to know. Oh, I know man. the people want to know. <laughs> What what's, what happened with the Ashton Birdie saga of Baked Alaska, and how has it changed him as a man? Wow. Um, wait, so <laughs> she she was the one who was hitting you up, you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. Wow. She just wanted to be nosy. Like she, she's like, she did you like that, huh? Yeah. She's real grimy. Little grimy little that chick. Sucks. You know? Well she's she's professional grifter. Well, you know, I um you know, people know I dated Ashton for a while. Um, you know, we actually lived together and, uh, had a, you know, rocky relationship, I would say. So was she cooking? Was she, she was she in the kitchen? Was she making the sandwiches up the park? She did a little bit of cooking. Um, ah. she could have, I'll be honest. She could have done a little more cooking. <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, actually, actually this, this is a funny thing. So she, she said she was going to do all this cooking. She sold herself like, Oh, I'm going to do all this cooking. She ended up, you know, trad, per perfect trad, uh, girl. She yeah. actually, um, you know, made me some shit and it was, it was just awful. So <laughs> the nice thing about it is her cooking was so bad that it forced me to learn how to cook. So now <laughs> I'm really good at cooking. I cook my breakfast every morning, like, because I was expecting this great cooking, and uh, you know there was none. So I'm like, <laughs> I took I took it upon myself to uh, make it happen. So you know, I thank you, Ashton. I can thank her. Um, I am a good cook now. But you know, long story short, um, I I think me and her, you know, we did hit it off really well because we do have some similarities we both sort of been um 
sort of outcasted by our families a little bit because of our political beliefs. Uh, so we really had that in common um, and, and we're both very creative. So I don't really, um, I don't really have like anything bad to say about her. You know, obviously, you know, some things didn't go well. Um, and what it really did teach me too was just how to act as a man. Like there, there were many times where I didn't act as a man, like as a man of God, like I should have. And, you know, that situation tested me. That put me um, very much to the test where, you know, I can look back now at my foolish ways and say, oh, wow, you know, I really fell for that. And I, um, you know, gave into that. And I um, compromised, you know, some of my, uh, you know, morals, you know, for a hot woman. So like, that's never good. Never do that. Like, it doesn't matter how much you like a girl or how much you want something to work, you know, don't change for them. Don't they either they live in your world or like, mm -hmm. that's it. You can't simp. You can't do any of that shit. So, um, get my, get my book. Everybody <laughs> go in the description box. Get my book. I'm safe. I save men's lives. This is what we do over here. Get my book. Yeah. Because in there, I talk about specifically the Ashton Birdie, Western civilization young lady who will say one thing, right? You say, oh, yeah. Like women, these new yeah. women will sell themselves and say, oh, they're oh, crazy. Brad, and I'll cook. Yeah. But the trick is you got to see it before you believe it. Because because women run game. You think you're running game on her. Oh. No, she's running yeah. game on you. That's right. Right? So, so you have to be very careful. So if you don't see the meals on a consistent basis, on the IG, on the Twitter, if you don't see those consistently <laughs> before you enter the picture, wow. <laughs> before you enter the picture, you're that not getting yourself. That's, that's all right. I, ne I never saw a picture. It was just, you know, she wouldn't stop talking about it. And she wanted, she wanted to grift off of the baked Alaska brand. She was like, yo, this that's is good fact. TV. And it was. It yeah. was good TV, and I enjoyed it. I was like, "Look at this! This is fucking funny." Ashton <laughs> See, though, the problem was, I, you know, I wasn't doing it for TV. You know, I told her, "I don't care if you have ten followers or ten million. I don't give a shit." You know, she was coming in trying to be all competitive, like I'm more famous than you, and this and that. <laughs> I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, this is not a competition." I kept using the example uh, with her. I said, "And this is what a lot of women need to understand." is if you are with a woman if you are with if you guys love each other it is not no competition you know you are supposed to complement each other and make each other the best version of yourselves you're supposed to lift each other up look look at Kanye West and Kim Kardashian i think that's a perfect example i love both of them they both have helped each other out so much they both have their own brands you know Kanye could have a flop album kim's not going to leave him Kim could have a flop brand. Kanye's not going to leave. They don't, that's not how they treat each other. And so, you know, the way that, you know, Ashton sort of treated me is like, you know, if, if you're not doing well, you know, she, she wasn't happy. It was all about, you know, is, is your brand doing well? But then at the same time, she would get jealous. And it's like, wait, I thought you want me to do good. And then I'll have a live stream and she would start, you know, going and, uh, 
you know, bringing out knives and turning the lights on and off and sabotaging my shit. I've look, Mr. (laughs) Hotep, I have never seen a girl that was so into sabotage. I like, I didn't, I didn't even know this existed with these women. Like you're, you're probably laughing over there because you've seen it all, but like, I have never seen this level of sabotage. And it was so like bipolar. It didn't make sense because it's like, you want me to be successful and, and big and all these things, but then you get mad when I'm being successful. So I can't really do my thing. So one thing I really, really learned about women, like this, you know, Ashton did teach me a lot. Just she's very, very like, I want to say animalistic, like very um, lizard brain, not women are the apex predator. First yeah. chapter in my book, women are the apex predator. My bad. Continue. Yeah. So, this is what she taught me. And, you know, I, I can't speak for all women, but I'm going to say the majority here, it is true. What she taught me is that nothing that comes out of a woman's mouth is real. Literally, what they say, they do not mean. Like, right. like and that blew my mind. I didn't understand it because it's like right. she's saying she wants, you know, this. She's saying she's feeling this. She's saying, you know, this is what the situation is. That is nothing. It's that's all talk. It 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 all comes down to their emotions. It comes down to how they're feeling. They could literally be saying they don't want to do something, but their emotions are overriding that. So that that's sort of what um, frustrated me because I I couldn't figure that out for the longest time. I'm like, you know, why why are these actions not matching up with the words? But it's because. Yeah. She doesn't know what she fucking wants. And Correct. her words are just, you know, going in circles, but her nature still, her nature knows what she wants. Yeah. Um, but she can't figure it out. And, and so that's why her words are confusing her. But um, Alaska was doing it right. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, men, we like, you know what? Be a good guy. You know, I'm fucking yeah. me and my bitch. Yeah. And we're going to ride this shit out, you know? Right, right. And, yeah. But the thing is, with women, they're hypergamous, and we have to recognize the frame. Rolo Tomasi talks about that the frame, and you know, the, how you meet people is very important with how the rest of your relationship is going to go. Now, she met you on some groupie shit. Yeah, you had to. You have to keep her in that groupie frame throughout the relationship. You brought her in too much, right? You right. gave her too much in. Yeah. Um. Also. You had to, there was something that was a very difficult battle and I probably wouldn't have chosen her to be a girlfriend because of this, but she has the ego of the e-girl. The oh, e-girl, oh the man. Ego of the she, e-girl is. She, she's got that, the ego of an e-girl that is crazy, bro. It, yeah. it, 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 like you haven't seen anything like it. So, and, and that is really, that was really difficult too. Like when you have an ego that big, I, I don't care who you are, but when you have an ego, you know, the reason these e-girls get the egos so massive is because they have all these simps. They have all these white knights. Sir, I, I don't care what the fuck they put out or what they do or, or how much they've, uh, you know, burned all their bridges. There will be a thousand guys or, or 500 guys, whatever it may be, 50 guys. It doesn't matter. There's going to be a, a certain amount of guys that are going to be, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. Oh my gosh. You know, you know, I was a mod. I was a moderator in her uh, live stream chat. And like, you you can't even see because like all, you, you got to like approve some of the comments. I'm actually like, I was black pilled. Like this is really 
crazy. Like literally all the guys would type just boobs, boobs, like boobs. Like they're like <laughs> hypnotized. Like they're not even saying like nice, bo just boobs. And it's like for you to be like that retarded and like so, you know, putting the pu pussy on a pedestal so yeah. hard from some girl you don't even know, you're never going to meet, yeah. um, like is not in your life at all. That, that really really took me for a trip like the yeah. amount of guys that are just sitting there drooling sending her money you know you were supposed, uh, to, you were supposed to be her pimp that's how that relationship <laughs> was supposed to work right yeah like, i i'm, you not, got, I'm you, not you had to recognize that first she was you know she came in as your groupie and secondly yeah. her e-girl yeah that, that ego of e-girl wanted yeah. to be played to so that that was the perfect combination for you to pimper and get that only fans account going and taking like 70 percent and taking her 30% and putting that somewhere else too, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that the thing though is you, I'm not, you are, I'm not interested. You are, you're not like that. I'm you're not, not like that. that. I'm you're not a fucking good guy. See what yeah. I'm saying, man? Fucking yeah. the internet banned a good guy, yo. Thank you. Thank you. And and you know what I would say too is like I, you know, she had the opportunity to get with a good guy, have a good life have a good family, you know, have nice resources and, ha you know, be well liked, you know, and that's the other thing. She would always complain, you know, nobody likes me, like my life sucks and, and all this. And I'm like, you know, me being in her life, I actually helped her. I I'm the person who got her going back to church. I'm who got her out of a lot of these toxic behaviors, who got her going back to therapy. And, you know, it's like, what do you get for that? What do you get for, uh, you know, being... A helpful guy for being a nice guy. You know, Ashton Birdie said, "All you did was play Fortnite all day." She that. Oh wow! What up, Ashton? We talk about you, homegirl. No, that's not real. <laughs> that's not. That's got to be a fake account. That's 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 not trad, Ashton. That's not trad. A trad woman would not Fort be like that. <laughs> no, no, that, that that can't be real. Fortnite virtual dances. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the Goyim Defense D. It says, Hotep Jesus down with Kalergy. I thought you was pro-black. <laughs> what up, chat? He said, uh, look at her defending herself silently in the chat because she won't buy a super chat and give Hotep Jesus money to be heard. <laughs> John J., women are hypogamous and we're a moment. What up, Ashton? Ashton, I might have to bring you on the platform. We might have to talk to you too because we got to talk about you. You know what I mean? You got We got to talk about your grifting ways. And and, and 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 how you you behave on 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 the black man's internet <laughs> but continue what you were saying bake you know you was yeah. you were a good guy like you weren't trying to pimp her out but i really feel like ashton wanted to be the center of attention she, so oh, you, she did she did I, I like i would do a stream and my my first stream on d live and i would start talking and then she would start talking over me and then i would start talking she would talk over me and then i would get and then I had to put her in her place. And so I was like, hey, I said, Ashton, this is my stream. Like, I, I'm in control of the stream. And then she would throw off. There's where the tantrum came. The fucking tantrum, shutting the lights off, throwing, you know, like. And, and so that that's the crazy shit, bro. That's it's domestic like, violence. Th th that's, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so, but but women get away with it, you know, time and time again. So. But but that's the thing is what she needs is she needs to respect a man. She needs to submit 
And, you know, she's Catholic. So, you know, more, more than anything, she, she knows, you know, she knows this. Don't worry. She needs to submit to a man. So that, that's the problem. And that's the problem with a lot of these e-girls, even the right wing e-girls, you know, they, they, they say they're against feminism and all this. Bro, they are feminists. Like, oh, real. I, yes. I'm serious. Like, most of these right wing girls, they're so assertive. They will not, uh, you know, they will not allow a man to lead them. They want, they care so much more about their career than kids or than a family. Like, you know, you can talk all day about how you're a fucking trad girl. That, that doesn't make you one. Just like you said, you know, where's, where's the proof in the pudding? I, you yeah. know, I, I don't see any. So you can Aston talk all day. To, Aston, you were supposed to put the boobs in the back of his stream and just be quiet and things. You guys would have been fucking great. That's, that's what all I, you that's had to what do. I tried. You, you, I tried you, to do it. Ashton, you weren't you weren't there to speak. Just prop the boobs up, the cleavage up in the background for the for the big Alaska stream, and that was it. You were a prop. You didn't have to try okay. and be the center of attention. It's, okay, we were looking at the boobs. It's hilarious that you say that because she actually said that exact phrase. She goes, "I I just feel like a prop when I'm on your stream," and I'm like, "Yeah, you think people are coming here for your <laughs> intelligence? You you think people are coming here to hear an Ashton Birdie hot take?" Are you fucking insane? Like, bruh, nobody gives a shit about, like, your take. Oh, wow. Like, uh, you know, look, look at what's going on in the world. I, I have this amazing take. It's just going to blow everyone's mind. No, like, that's not why people are listening I, to you. Any, any female who thinks that men want to follow them based upon their take uh, I want you. To, I want you to. I want you to dress up like a nun or a Muslim and start <laughs> right. a YouTube channel. Exactly. And see how many people tune in, and then and then let's talk. Mm-hmm. But if you come out here and you got your boobs out, right? The cleave is showing. Come on, like you. you yeah. It's the cheat code, and I don't mind you do it. Like you know, just, that's cool. Just be real about it. Just be that, real that's about the it. Thing. Be real you about be it. Real about it. Stop, stop. Stop playing this bullshit game. Like you don't know what you're doing. Shut the fuck up. Every little thumbnail you're putting out. Is cleavage. You're doing the angles and all that. And there was actually a little phase where, you know, I didn't like it. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not into that. And, um, sell, you know, because the thing is, is you're selling a part of yourself when you're giving away, um, when you're having people sexualize you for clickbait, when you're having guys, you know, uh, oogle all over you for views and clicks and all that, that is not going to fulfill you. That is not going to make you happy. In the short term, sure, you can get, uh, you know, views. You see all, you know, Logan Paul and all the famous uh, YouTubers using asses and tits as their clickbait. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a beautiful woman. Um, you know, women are great at, uh, you know, selling products and marketing and, and all of the above. But it's just we know better. Um, and if you're red pilled, if you know what's going on, like we know why they use sexuality and we know what it does to you. And, and at the end of the day, we know, you know, unfortunately it has consequences. It's not something that comes at no price and, and you're selling a bit of your soul. So that's my view on it. Um, you know, maybe people have another take, but my view is, you know, if you're sexualizing yourself, um, to, an insane degree where that's all people are thinking about you. I mean, why, you, one that's people, one that's wrong, and two, why are you going to expect any sort of different result? 
you know, why are you going right. to be like that? That's the thing. Like, you know, if you're a, if you're just a, you know, adult star, you know, you're kind of, you know, it is what it is. I don't like yeah. porn, but uh, that that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, yeah. how, how are you? Gonna, I mean, you can't, you can't expect, expect people, people to like your, your mind. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, you, you, if you want people to respect your mind, you got to put the boobs away. It's got to be one or the other. Or you got to do both and accept that the boobs are going to come with certain types of content. But then your takes are going to have to be right there with the boobs. If your boobs are outperforming your brain. Right. That's telling you something. Maybe you need to go study more or something. But, you know, we done talking about chicks. She had her 15 minutes of fame on the Hotep channel. Um, <laughs> actually, all comments made during this broadcast were uh, out of love. They were out of education for uh, the young men in America uh, uh, and the family and the trap families across America. Everybody in the chat, everybody tuning in. Let's move on. We got some super chats. Yeah. Um, Jay- can, I, can I end with one thing before you do the super chats? Go ahead. Okay. So I would like to end with one thing, and that is, you know, we, we have fun and uh, talk about all this stuff. And, you know, I, I want this to be a lesson for young men. Like, I, I really want my situation, if if any of you young men could take anything away from it, um, I, I just want to say, like, I do believe Ashton is a good girl at heart. I yes. think she needs to – I think she does have an amazing mind and she, she does have an amazing soul. I think she really needs to get real with herself and real with God and just accept reality. Stop trying to be someone you're not. Stop trying to play games and, and just embrace, be genuine, bro. Like she, she has so much trouble being genuine and being who she really is. She's, she's trapped to, She's trapped inside of uh, a wall of other people's perception. Right. She cares what other oh. people think too much. Oh yeah. That's her she main cares, problem. She cares so much. Like, and I've told her many times, I'm like, why don't you just come out, make a video and say, you know, this is how I really feel. No, I can't do that because X, Y, Z is going to say this. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? And so yeah. she definitely got caught up in, in all the clicks and, um, you know, the, the groups, you know, what they would think of her. And, and, you know, when I was younger, that was definitely, uh, we got to remember, you know, she was 23 at this time. So when I was younger, I really... Um, you know, was a people pleaser and I still struggle with that sometimes, but like, you know, I like what Kanye said. It's like the only person you should care about really, the only person you should fear is God. You know, that, that's it. Uh, don't, you can't live your life, uh, based off what other people think. But I just wanted to, for the record say, I do wish her the best. And I do think, um, she is a good girl at heart. And I think, um, if she applies herself and if she, um, really puts in the work to bettering herself, I think she can have a really good life. Alternatively, I think if she gives into those temptations, because I think all women obviously have uh, this incredible sensation, this temptation to yeah. be loved and to be noticed. And, and women love attention. Come on, bro. Like, let's be honest. That That's yeah. their... That's what they get off on, you know. They, guys eat, they, they feed off it. that. They feed off attention, right? But yeah. I think if Trust she me. could, if she could resist that and be humble, lower the ego, be real, be genuine, um, I think she could have a really good life. So I, I do wish her the best. I just wanted to be clear about that. But go that ahead. That message, okay. that message will live on, on on YouTube. You can rewind it as many times as you need to, Ashton. We appreciate you and we love you. 
Shout out to people in the yes. super chat, Sir Hottest of Jays. Jay Hottest, what's up, homie? He says, showing love to HJ and the homie Baked Alaska. Hey. Um, the life and times of the unconventional. Baked Alaska, what do you think the 2024 political landscape will look like? That's a good question. Let's <laughs> stop right there. That is, that is hot. Um, well, so, I mean, first of all, I would like to say, you know, a lot of people gave me shit for um you know pumping up andrew yang i know mr hotep wasn't too happy about that <laughs> but i would like to point out it was really good that a lot of us uh you know gave andrew yang some cloud and put some memes behind him because here's the thing the main reason i liked yang and i was still a trump supporter but the main reason i liked yang and thought he should have a voice is because he was pushing the ubi and now we got Trump bucks, which is better than UBI. So there we go. And Trump bucks <laughs> wouldn't have been possible unless people started talking about this whole UBI because people were so scared. They're like, oh, man, the, the government, you know, God forbid the government gives the American people a check. You yeah. know, when all these big businesses, all these corporations are getting bailed out, God forbid the hardworking American gets a motherfucking check. You know, once a year for $1,200. Oh, no. I see all these conservatives whining. Oh, you know, this is socialism. It's like, bruh, okay, shut up. I'll take my Trump bucks. You can, you know, cry about it. You, don't, you I'm not making you take a check. But uh, just because the government pays hardworking Americans and many people are out of work, you know, whether or not this meme virus is, you know, totally real or whatever, it has affected people. We have crazy unemployment. So, I'm really glad that um, the UBI was pushed through Yang. Now you we think got Kanye. You think Kanye gonna run? I think 2024. Absolutely. You think, think he can win? Absolutely. I will vote for. I, I will make memes for him. I will. Uh, you know. Hopefully, Twitter be, said, Twitter, be in the cabinet said. behind the scenes with the puppet strings. So Twitter, um, Twitter, Twitter said that you were the uh, in 2016. You were the meme god, yo. You were the. the, the that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I did uh, did a lot of memes back in my day. Meme magic. Is, yeah, they uh, said you was the goat. Yeah, so so I wrote a book called Meme Magic, uh, but it was banned. You know, we're talking about censorship. That book was banned. From Amazon, which is uh, that was kind they of banned your book from Amazon. Yeah, that was unheard of at the time. Um, well, the creator of Pepe the Frog sued me. He sued me and I, Alex Jones, actually, and so he got a lot of our shit taken down, including my book. Um, but the crazy thing is, the pe Pepe on my cover of my book was not uh, that guy's Pepe. We we hand drew, and this was an original meme that we made. So it was complete bullshit, but. The problem is, and what people need to realize, and many people already do, is that truth doesn't really matter. It just matters, you know, who has the better lawyers right now. There, there's no sort of, uh, you can't get in trouble. You know, people can call me a neo-Nazi. People can call me whatever the fuck they want. A white supremacist. They can call me a racist. They can call me whatever. And they can get away with it. That is the crazy thing. There used to be a time in our country where you would get the shit sued out of you if you said something like that. But right now you can get away with it. So, you know, the thing is, we're not going to forget though. There's, there's so many people like, you know, Nick Fuentes and Jaden McNeil, they're getting banned on TikTok. You know, this is a, this is a platform for funny videos and you see they're getting banned in a couple days just for making funny videos. So the, the amount of um, stuff you can get banned for is crazy. But the reason is, 
Um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of these little goblins, Jared Holt, Right Wing Watch, Media Matters, they're working behind the scenes and they're they're putting these little smear campaigns. They're saying, oh, look, do you really want this guy on your platform? You know, this is going to ruin your ad revenue. And, and they're hit, hitting people where it hurts in the, in their pocketbooks. So, um, but we're, we're not going to forget what these guys did. Like, like if these leftists think that we're just going to move on with our lives and be like, you know, we, we didn't remember what Jared Holt did to us, got us kicked off, you know, six different platforms. I mean, he, he really is getting himself in a beehive here. You know, I, I don't endorse any sort of, you know, violence or anything like that, of course, but you know, I'm just saying, what do you think is going to happen if your whole life you're a professional hall monitor. Your whole life is getting people banned. I, I mean, even if we look from like a karmic perspective, you know, what does that really do to your life? What is what is the karmic response back when you're just shutting people down, banning people? You can tell it's not out of love. You can tell it's not the right thing to do. It's not um, for the you know free spirit. It's not for the First Amendment or anything like that. Um, so these people are nasty, and I really think people don't get it yet just because it's not happening to them especially people uh on the left they say oh yeah ban this guy he's a nazi ban this guy he's a race okay well what are you even talking did what is your basis oh well he made a joke he made a joke about okay I so pictures, he made I a seen some pictures joke. with you i saw a picture of you richard spencer and nick Foyt says you gotta be a racist you gotta be a nazi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's the guilt by association. So it's like, you know, when did we uh, come into this paradigm that whoever you, whoever you've ever talked to in your life, you're, you're automatically a hundred percent. You agree with that person, and and those are your beliefs. You know that that's really um, troubling. You know, our society. Um, we live in a society. You know, it's a it's a it's a dystopian future uh nightmare gone wrong and and it, it's all here it really is like the way that society has been so fucked up and so um how people are just so brainwashed just continues to blow my mind on a daily basis i keep hitting this ledge where i'm like okay this is this is as far as it will go and then it keeps going so <laughs> you know th there's really not much more to say there but um, you know, people will keep uh, buying into this stuff. As you're a gamer. Right? You're a gamer. You're a gamer. You're a gamer. You know oh, about cyber, you know about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, I've heard about it. Yeah. Did you see the you didn't see the trailer? No. What, what's up with it? Oh man, yo, <laughs> this shit hot. I can't wait, yo, you, yo, I, yo. You gotta send it's me basically, that. Basically, it's basically transhumanism. Of so, course. Yeah. Like, I mean. Well, that's, I mean, if you look at this whole, um, you know, coronavirus situation, it really is all what they've been planning on doing for a long time. You know, depopulation, uh, having the elites uh, have ultimate control, um, you know, and it's hilarious too. People are actually calling out things like the adrenochrome, um, these nasty pedophiles that are uh, running a lot of things going around. Um, I find this interesting too. Well, why is Nick Fuentes and uh, Jaden McNeil and Jake Lloyd and you know people that are America First Trump supporters getting banned from TikTok? Yet there's literal um, underage 
girls twerking and, and doing all sorts of sexual stuff on TikTok. People report it and they won't even take it down. Uh, child porn is found on YouTube all the time. They won't take it down or it takes them forever to get taken down. This is one reason why I'm very against the porn industry. Um, one, morally. So, you know, I used to be addicted to porn from a very young age. I will admit that it really ruined a big part of my brain and really turned me into a man that I didn't want to be. And um, I, I would suggest all young men do not get into porn. It is a really bad, bad road. It is so addicting. It is more addicting than drugs. Um, but look into the people who are creating porn. Why is porn free? Think about it. They put so much money into it. It's all free. And I'll, I'll tell you this. They never give something out for free unless there's a purpose for it, unless they want you to get addicted. So that's the thing. These young kids are getting yeah. addicted. They don't have, um, you know, I think, more, I think, I think, I think, um, there's, there's a failure on the part of the people to organize, uh, and mobilize against Twitter because you right. have some of these groups who have, um, mobilized and protected certain classes of individuals on a Twitter platform. But, I think somebody should mobilize and ban porn from the Twitter platform. I think it's absolutely. I think yeah, it's egregious why, why you, that, why that would you things, porn on Twitter. Yeah, like like you know. So today I, I went and I just typed in um, "Tello Edu" is this uh, is a, a drone. So I typed it in in, in Twitter search, and some dudes like getting blown. And I'm like, "Yo, what? this is a th this device is literally um, for children to right. learn." how to play with drones, how to program drones. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and on Twitter platform, they allow, you know, um, th this type of material to exist and then ban, like, you know, if you say, you know, certain keywords, you know, and it's just like, wow. It, so you, you can't help but to start to theorize that there's an agenda at play here, that they, you know, that they want to push porn out there. Oh, um, yeah. They love nothing more than... Um than pushing it and, and and just look into the people that are creating it. And so here's the other thing. You can look some of these uh, news articles up yourself. There was actually a lot of many cases of this. Um, surprisingly, I read um, so many young girls way under the age of 18, way under where uh, there was uh, different rape videos where they were assaulted, they were raped, and those were posted on Pornhub and some of these different sites the sites would not take them. To, these were getting monetized, bro. People yep. were, they were making money off these actual rape, child rape videos, and they wouldn't take them down until these people had to bring a lawsuit to them. Then they finally took it down, but the damage was already done. People have already screen recorded the video. They got copies. And so, you know, that, that sort of like, you know, ruins a person's life. So sex trafficking. It, it, oh yeah, absolutely. The porn companies are all, into that sort of stuff. And, and that's what blows my mind too, is how are people getting banned for an edgy joke on Twitter, but they're putting anal threesomes, foursomes, disgusting, disgusting stuff. And that's all promoted. That's acceptable. So it's just so, it's so backwards, bro. And, yeah. um, you know, happen um some super chats real quick. All right, let's go. Um, cause that was a good ass question that led us here. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, there you go. Um, 
Lauren, what's up? She said, women don't get away with anything if you don't let them. Facts. Uh, Juan Cerrito says, Laconia is based on women, right, Baked? Or do you not remember him? Laconia? I don't know what that is. I don't know what he's talking about. Chad, I, what up? I don't know. He said, what is limited government in 2020? <laughs> right. Baked Alaska, thoughts on numerology and astrology? Um, sure, yeah. Carl, Carl Kenna. It's great to see Baked again. Thanks for having him on the stream. This is a good discussion. Uh, the life and times of the unconventional. Uh, Baked Alaska, how should millennial Gen Z conservatives should conduct themselves while on liberal college campuses? This is an excellent question. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can go, we'll go through both of those. Um, the first part, um, numerology. So I, I'm a devout Christian, as you probably know, and I actually am a big fan of numerology. Uh, so first off, um, you know, people think numerology is, um, some demonic or satanic thing. That's absolutely not the case. I'm sure there's probably some, <laughs> some people could take it there, but, um, there, there's actually a big section of Christian numerology and, um, th there's, you can look up a book called like the, the Bible code. There, there's a guy who's actually decoded the whole Bible through numbers and um, so, you know, the way even God reveals himself comes through many numbers. You know, he created the world in seven days. You know, Noah had the ark, 40 days, 40 nights. You know, the number three of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, is used many times. So, um, you know, God is a person who, uh, you know, really uh, understands numbers and shows us the importance of numbers. And the numbers are shown in his creation as well. Um, also, if you believe in, you know, the simulation theory, for instance, you know, if you believe everything is code, that would mean everything is numbers and you can find numbers in everything. And the simulation theory also doesn't um, disprove or go against the theory of God. It's just uh, simply uh, the mechanism which uh, God has created the world, so to see, so to say. Um, but I think numerology is fascinating and um, you can actually like you can add up your birthday and you would get like a life path number, for instance, and um, mine is seven. So that's the most spiritual number. Uh, that's like the meme magic number. That's God's number, seven, seven, seven. Um, so I found that to be uh, very fascinating. Um, you, you just add up your birthday and then bring it down to a single digit and um I also find it fascinating. There's there's a lot of um, very very interesting uh, numeric sequences that have to do with my birth. For instance, so the number um, it's always the number eight eight uh, that has to that goes together with me. I, so I I don't think I've said this before, but I was born eight pounds eight pounds eight ounces. Kid you not. Eight plus eight equals sixteen. Six plus one equals seven. That's my life path number. Um, I was born on November 16th, six plus one equals seven. Um, I was born at 8.08 AM, <laughs> uh, eight plus eight, 16, seven. So I keep seeing these eight, there's eight kids in my family. Um, I, oh, this one took me a long time to figure out. I was born at Humana hospital. And if you take it, uh, the letters HH into numbers, you get eight, eight equals seven. So there's so many things in my life that 
I see series of eight, two eights, and then they, they come into um, breaking that breaks down to a seven. So mm. I think numerology is incredibly interesting. Um, I definitely think um, don't obsess over it too much. I think obsessing over anything uh, can be dangerous. So like, you know, don't, don't put too much stock into it. Like, like your horoscopes and like, uh, I'm against horoscopes and all that. I, I think that gets dangerous there, but I think there definitely is an element of where numbers are really important and uh, really interesting. Uh, if you, I, I don't, I don't think they're meaningless. So that's my take on numerology. Swag. Yep. Um, and then the, the next question? question was, um, how should uh, Gen Z conservatives um, behave on liberal college campuses? Okay. Yeah, that that's a really good question. So, um, well, the first thing I would like to point out is if you are a Gen Z conservative, the, the main lesson I think you should learn from my life and um, from many other America First influencers' lives is you need to be likable. So <laughs> that's the first thing I'm going to say. Too many people get way too obsessed with their politics um, on both sides and turn into a very unlikable person. So you got to be likable. People need to like you. And what happens when people like you? They want to know more about you. They want to know, oh, you know, what is your opinion on this? They, they start to respect you. They, so what I would say is, you know, keep your beliefs, keep your integrity, but don't be too autistic about it. You know, you don't need to be screaming um, Trump from the roof rooftops every single second. You can do some things that don't involve Trump. You can involve some things that don't, you know, ha have you uh, screaming your politics all the time because that can be a big turnoff to a lot of people. And like I said, that doesn't mean to, uh, you know, to uh, disown your politics or anything like that. But, you know, have some common sense. Know that there's a time and a place for politics and just be a cool, likable person. That's really what's important. And when the conversations come up, Start showing your opinion. Be firm about your opinion, but be cool. Be likable. Don't don't be, uh, you know that that guy at the party that's talking about something really we depressing got, that we, no one wants to talk about. We got some of your little bitches in the chat complaining, talking about uh, you banned people over censoring edgy jokes. Now don't answer that. I'm going to answer that for you. Um, <laughs> He's baked Alaska, bitch. You fucking put some respect on his name, goddammit. If he wants to ban you from his fucking chat, then you that's were right. fucking out of line. That's <laughs> that's just what the fuck it is. He he he's he's the god of his of his channel. So if he feels like banning you, maybe you should have thought about what the fuck you said. That's right. If you if you if you care so much, you you maybe you'd have your own channel, then you go, but nobody wants to listen to you speak. So what you need to do is you need to go start your own channel, and then you could choose who gets to say shit to you when you talking. And see and see if you so quick to start banning people in the chat. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. I'm crying over I'm crying over some some edgy jokes in the chat. <laughs> shut your bitch ass up. Shout out to uh <laughs> shout out to damn history. Six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, mark of the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what's up with this um COVID and locking us down, dog? Well, first, where do you stand? Do you go back to work, stay home. Where are you at? Yeah, so 
I, you got I, a mask? I say I, I do have a mask. Uh, right. You know, I wear it out. Um, but I think I think I already got Corona. Like I'm pretty sure I already got it. So I'm good. I I got the antibodies. I'm Gucci. So because here's the thing. So a friend came to visit me. You know, I'm living in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona now, and a friend came to visit me from L.A. in um, in uh, December, and a bu- bunch of us were out here uh, for New Year's. And we all got so sick. Like every single one of my friends got sick. It was super contagious. Our lungs hurt. We were coughing for like three weeks and through uh, uh, early January. And and then so when this Corona stuff happened, I was like, yo, I think I already got that shit. Because uh, it was really bad, really bad sickness. Um, and and now we're, news stories are coming out and we're discovering that, yeah, it, it was in California back in December. So I think I'm pretty sure I already got it. Um, here's the thing. If you're, if you're healthy, if you have a good immune system, if you work out, um, you know, I take lots of supplements. I take zinc. Um, I have, uh, all, all sorts of different things I take. I take chelated magnesium, um, multivitamins. I take lots of probiotics. You know, I take, I, I eat raw sauerkraut. I have a really nice, uh, gut biome going, um, which has cleared up my brain and um, just made me feel better, cleaned my immune system. So if you have a good immune system, I mean, you're pretty good. And so the thing is, I think we should let people go back to work. I think, look, I, I feel like if you want to stay home or whatever, like we have options. We have grocery delivery. We got food delivery. We got DoorDash and all that. You can stay home. If you're in, if you're in a high-risk category, Maybe you should stay home for, you know, another month or so um, if you're, you know, over 70 years old. Yeah. But for everyone else, I just don't think it's necessary. You can actually look at some other countries. So like Sweden, for instance, they didn't do any shutdowns and they're, they're fine. They're totally fine. So people who are really overweight, people that have diabetes, high blood pressure, they're getting hit hard. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing, you know, if it wasn't Corona, it could have been something else. It could have been the flu. It could have been something else that's going to take them out. They're already at a high risk group. They're already really unhealthy. They need to be careful anyways. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something that they should be careful of, but it's just, it's just crazy, bro. I think we need, like, can we just get our economy back to how it was? Can, like, like is, is normal you life? You feel the clamps of communism coming down? On oh yeah. Program? Oh, I feel it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I heard that little goblin, uh, Dr. Fauci, he was like, you know, telling people you can never shake hands ever again. You yeah. can ne- like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? You're telling yeah. me I can never shake a hand. And so what is that? T- what do they really want? You know, do, is it really about germs or is it that they don't want our, our fellow brothers? You know, they don't want baked Alaska and Hotep Jesus, you know, dabbing up and ha- you know giving each other a hug they want us to be like oh we got we got to stay away bro you know like and you know it's also giving these women yeah. I, I see all these women on these dating apps you know saying you know they're not gonna hang out with guys right now and it's like you're just using that as an excuse okay mm-hmm. like if you want to hang out you, you should hang out like it, if them hoes is hanging out if you got a mansion and here's the other thing if two people are healthy like Nothing is being spread. I, I don't know. I don't know 
what is going on, but I yeah. think the social distancing stuff eventually needs to end. I mean, it, yeah. this can't go on forever. They're saying maybe concerts won't be back until 2021. Are you fucking yeah. joking me? Like my shorty told me today that uh, one restaurant is going to open with barriers on the table. So like you'll be sitting on one side of the glass and your, your date will be on the other side of the glass like jail. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. No, they're turning this whole uh, society into a jail. That's what they want. And it's they want everything like tracking. Look how you have you realized how they're pushing the video conferencing so much? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. You know why that is, right? It's so they can see everybody's communication. Oh, yeah. They say, oh, don't yeah, don't talk unless you're on a video conference. Don't talk unless you're on a Zoom call. Wait, what? Zoom was, com Zoom was compromised a oh, couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, it's already been compromised. So they don't want you meeting up, but it's already got in in people's minds, you know, especially the women. So I've seen so many women. Oh, I'm not gonna go on dates. I'm not gonna meet anyone. I'm not gonna hang out with friends. It's like, so what are you gonna do? Just fucking stay at home forever and. You know, so they're controlled yeah. by the nanny state. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yo, big, I wanna be I wanna be respectful of your time. You know what I'm saying? I know I know you, you promised me an hour. We went over an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? But can I keep you a little bit longer, man? Hey, Just yeah, some... yeah, no, I can say I can stay a little bit longer, absolutely. All right. Uh Carl Kenner, he said, Don't go down the crazy conspiracy theory rabbit hole. It will destroy your life and make you miserable and stress. <laughs> preserve your sanity. Um, Francis Lancer, hey, Bate, are you still sober? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm actually drinking. Kombucha. Why y'all asking? Don't be asking him this, man. See what I'm saying? See how they try to test you? You see that? Yo, yo Bate, <laughs> the, prob the proper answer to that is none of your motherfucking business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You wasn't helping me when I was addicted, motherfucker. Y'all going to stop being disrespectful. <laughs> No, it's all good. It no, he I I know he has uh good uh, intentions there. So, oh, okay. um, because I, I did talk I did talk about my sobriety a lot before. So, yes, I I am uh, sober. So, I over the years have uh been uh, red-pilled on alcohol. I think and this is a rare um view, but I'm actually kind of for prohibition. I I'm not a fan of alcohol. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. uh oh there, there's something you, we're gonna discuss. Uh oh that's communist you go you bordering on communist talk here what why do we need why do we need alcohol man what is so you want to so you you do think that the government should ban porn and alcohol i would be for that yeah i mean i just but then I, where does it stop well then it, okay. then, then it, then it just makes it this. easier when, it, when you know what was illegal did you have a problem getting weed no there we go. <laughs> exactly. Baked Alaska. Baked Alaska is illegal. We ain't no problem getting baked Alaska. <laughs> you know, but well, I don't know. I think I think it's a slippery slope when you start banning stuff. I think the people need to make these things taboo. Well, I that that that's true. I I think. Look, I think some things do need to be enforced. I mean, look how stupid people are. I mean, I don't think everyone should vote. Because everyone doesn't have a sound mind. They're you know, on some crazy shit. So that, you know, I'm for zero immigration, like zero, like legal, illegal. I don't care. Like, I don't really want you to come over here right now. Um, 
I really think we need to focus on our country and we need to focus on America, not only America, I think, first, I think but America I think, only. I think I think uh, immigration doesn't have enough uh, de-immigration. You know, like right. you don't like this country. Cool. You cannot be a citizen anymore. We can right. trade you like if like, like, let's say, you know, you got one of these people that say, hey, you know, immigrants should have a spot in America. Cool. Give up your spot. We'll, we'll you'll no longer be American. You can give your spot to this Mexican. How many people do you think would do that? Yeah, probably not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. We got we have a lot of incoming immigration so it's like wh where's the outgoing where right. why is it so easy to become an american citizen and why is it so easy to come in here and leech off the system and, and make make it into your own country i mean that's the thing you know i tell people all the time um you know people got really mad at me when i said i you know want a white majority country um because that's how america was founded and you know people made that into i'm a white supremacist all these different things i say no I said, if you take Japan and you throw and you make it 50% Mexican and, and it's just covered with, you know, Mexican flags and all this different stuff and no one speaks Japanese, I, uh, you can ask anybody else. I say, is that Japan anymore? And they say, well, no. Okay. Well, you know, uh, that's not America anymore. If it's uh, 50 plus percent Hispanic, I'm sorry. That's, it's just not. So, and you know, they, they love to use this whole melting pot argument. Um, but it, it, it just, it just doesn't really hold weight. So traditional America has had a very distinct identity and I think we should protect our demographics. I think, you know, that's important. Also, you know, let's look at where people are voting. If you look at, um, if you look at minorities, the majority of them are voting Democrat. I don't know why. I don't know why they keep doing that, but that's what it is. Apparently, Blexit, you know, it's not working very well. But um, you know, that's I that's, know I know why the I know why the minorities are voting for Democrats. Okay, what, what tell me what what's going on? Because the Republicans kicked the niggas out the party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just facts, you know, <laughs> like you know, the 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 you know the Lily White movement when the Republicans uh like, you know, like they always say, you know, well, the Republicans had blacks in Congress first. Like, yeah, they did. And then they wanted to appeal to whites and whites didn't like the blacks. So what they do, they kick the black people out of the Republican Party. So now it's like, oh, now you want them to come back. And it's just like, like, make up your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, the but thing I, I definitely agree that it shouldn't be like 90 percent. Right. The, the, the vote should be way more diverse. Right. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at some. You can look at graphs like if only white men voted, uh, it's like every state is Trump. If you do even white women, Trump wins, not not every single state. And then you go over to like only black men and it's like majority Democrat or Hispanic men uh, or, has, you know, just in general. And yeah. so that to me, when you see 90 plus percent of a race voting Democrat, you know, you're like, damn, bro, like that. That's crazy. Um, so I yeah. hope that, um, I hope people can start thinking for themselves and, you know, not, not in this, uh, group think where they just all vote one way. It, it shouldn't be 90%. That's insane. I think, 
Um, any anyone with that's a free thinker would realize that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also the other thing that bugs me is that, you know, I know you talk about this a lot about, you know, your identity and, you know, so someone could talk about the black community and everything, you know, that's great about being black. But, you know, if you were to ever talk about, you know, being white, all of a sudden that is like hate speech. That's like something crazy. And, and then at the, but then at the same time they say, oh, well, white people don't have culture. Uh, but then we invented all sorts of stuff like the internet, the iPhone, uh, you know, so many different technologies. You know, I know, I know the Hoteps have their own, uh, you know, version of history on that. But, <laughs> but you know, it's just I, 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 uh, I, I do hope that we get to a point in society where people could just drop the bullshit and just let people be. You know, j just because you're uh, proud of your heritage, or you know, you yeah, like if you say if you say you know I'm black and I'm proud, right? It's like thousand retweets. If you say I'm white yeah. and I'm proud, it's like banned, right? You know what I mean? Like delete that tweet and come back in twelve hours, right? And people have in group preferences too. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I prefer like white girls. You know, that's what I'm into. I'm not really attracted to girls of other races. You don't like that brown um, sugar. You don't like that. You don't like that mocha, that chocolate. Hey, I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a. I'm not. I'm not saying there's not some attractive ones, but uh, I generally just kind of mesh better with white girls. But that, you know, that's just my. I want you a nice Caucasian Nordic woman. <laughs> yeah, we're we're looking for Mrs. Yoba. We're looking for uh, nice uh, Viking, Nordic, yeah. Swedish. You know, cave queen. Like yeah, absolutely. Alright, I fuck with it. That should <laughs> it should be cool. That should oh, be. Oh, cool. why I why agree. is that wrong? Like if I if I'm only in, like if that's my preference, what's wrong with that? Like you have, I'm sure yeah. you have a preference. You, you got to understand that we live in America, and America has <laughs> the, the educational system has been co opted. Oh yeah, and so if you think about what they do as a mind fuck to all Americans, you have to think about what the system does to black people as a mind fuck. Right. Like we're taught whitey hates us the yeah. day we're born. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like embedded in you all day, every day. Whitey hates you. Whitey going to get you. I'm not going to say it's like that for all black people because, you right. know, obviously some people grow up in different spots. But, you know, like my grandma, you know, RIP. Um, but if I if I brought a white woman to my grandma's house, the white woman would have got cussed out and I would have got cussed out and she would not have been allowed in the house. You feel what I'm saying? Like right. um, but that's just you know how you know my grandma was was from the south though, you know, and she really did with deal with a lot of racism and so forth. So a lot of that pain is still there in the black community from that previous generation passed down to our parents and then our parents passed down to us because our parents dealt with the civil rights movement and getting their ass kicked by the cops and the KKK and shit like that, you know, and dealing with like real, real racist shit, which was definitely coerced by the government, but that's a whole nother story. Hey, I'm, I'm Irish, by the way. My, my people were slaves, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For real. People, people don't even slaves. know that shit. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You know, did you know this? Um, Irish people and Italians were not considered white in America for a right. long time. And they were treated very, very poorly. Uh, but no one ever talks about that. And that's, oh, that's absolutely true. That's my heritage. I'm Irish. So, um, 
You, they yep. had they had they had uh, labor uh, discrimination laws yep. were put in place specifically for Italians and Irish. Yeah, that were no, they, they even called they called the Irish uh, potato potato niggas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but well, you know, I just I just want you to know you have to be patient with my people. You know, like I did a lot of deprogramming to get to the point where I could be like, yo, it's cool for a white man to say white power. It's it's actually in a way it's beautiful, right? Like I've come to a place to see what is beautiful because I believe I believe that white nationalism has evolved in many different parts of it where some parts of it were very hateful and I think some parts of it are very just I love my people. It's it's very much the same as how black people love black people. You right. see what I'm saying? You're going to you're going to see that in every race though. That's the thing. Like right. as far as black nationalists like bro, there me and you can both agree. There's some crazy ass black nationalists that are just off the chain that are just insane. Absolutely. And and they're not thinking straight and they're like doing some, you know, extreme wow. stuff. You have that with white people. You have that with pretty much, you know, look at La Raza, etc. So, um there's a big difference. You can't just say everyone that stands up for white people is a white supremacist or a neo-Nazi. And that's right. the problem is that you have these people like, you know, in the media and, and you got yep. big corporations like Google and YouTube are working with, you know, George Soros funded uh, right wing yeah. watch and media matters. And, and so they're, they're like, oh, you're in charge of the censorship. Oh, this guy, you know, stood up for white people. He's a white supremacist. And it's just, it's couldn't be further from the truth. So, um, and, and, and that's the thing. So, we, uh, you know, I think I'm responsible too for people on my side, you know, calling out the Richard Spencers and those sort of people that are, you know, whiling out a little too hard and it's like, hey, hey, you know, uh, chill, bro, <laughs> you're being an idiot. So I think, um, you know, both sides definitely have some work to do there. But I think in, in that regard, as far as like censorship, I think white people definitely have got it the worst in my opinion uh it seems like we just can't catch a break uh i mean y'all fucked up y'all made a wrong turn somewhere you know like when you when you had the history books just telling that story that's the and, thing and, and, and y'all was celebrating it when, when it was working right it's like oh. yeah we on top but then you, you turn to find out those same history books that had you looking like the king also indicted you as the evil right. the evil villain you know so right. it was and like a double-sided do coin against- how do you fight against this uh, indoctrination from your entire childhood that, you know, well, the the thing is they even made me feel bad. They made white people feel bad. That's what you got to understand too, is it? And I'm I'm not discounting how they made black people feel, but you know, a lot of white people have white guilt and they think uh, they're these Mm -hmm. evil people. I remember in, you know, in school in Alaska, even, I learned like, oh yeah, all white people had slaves and all this different stuff. Now, when I'm looking at uh, the the statistics, less I believe less than two percent of all white Americans at, at the peak of slavery had slaves, and um, that blew my mind. I like w- when you look at you know all all these uh, stories, and, and obviously slavery a very bad thing, but they really made us believe like every single white person had a slave right that, that just wasn't the case also right. they, they really and this is a tactic of cultural marxism they focus in and, and make it seem whitey bad uh when and they don't look at any other culture so here yeah. 
I mean, what culture did not have slaves? Let's be honest. And was there other black people who sold their own people into slaves? Slavery? Absolutely. Were there other races that uh, sold blacks into slavery? Absolutely. So um, it's it's a much more complicated and nuanced subject than most uh, would agree that it is, um, just because they get so emotional about it. But that that's sort of with a lot of these hot button issues. There's a lot of nuances, and you really have to educate yourself. You really have to uh, learn, and and that's you know why I really uh, hit it off with Hotep Jesus is he does take he has taken the time pretty much his whole life to really dig deep and uh, know what he's talking about, and so you know we're able to connect on a spiritual level, on a level of truth and goodness, and that's why I consider. Uh, him a good friend. So yeah, it, it's been you really see. cool. Yeah, hell yeah. So we're going to close out here. You know, we got to give some people some solutions. You know, um, I'm I'm uh, definitely getting ready for this dystopian future. The communists are here. Surveillance is here. Right. They got the drones watching us. Um, freedoms are definitely at risk uh, more than they've ever been. How are we preparing? What are we doing? I know I seen you in the gym. I saw I saw the Instagram. The arms look diesel. Oh yeah, it'll say it's gonna be a couple more Ashton birdies that's gonna come chirping around. <laughs> Let's <say>. go. <laughs> so how are we preparing in in the dystopian future? Absolutely. So first thing is you need to stay strong. You need to stay strong physically. You need to stay strong mentally, and you need to stay strong spiritually. That's the three keys right there. If you don't stay strong physically, you're going to get run over. If you don't stay strong mentally, you're going to lose it because we have a lot of isolation. And if you don't stay strong spiritually, you will lose purpose. You will lose fulfillment. And without purpose, you really are going nowhere. You might as well die. So physically, mentally, spiritually, I know that's um, sort of the roots. It's basic, but that's what I'm focusing on, eat healthy, uh, stay physically fit, you know, go to church, read the Bible, whatever, um, you need to do. And mentally, uh, you got to challenge yourself. You got to keep learning. Do not stay stagnant. And that's one thing I've seen during this time. I see so many, it's funny seeing all these celebrities break down and, you know, without their makeup crew, without their, you know, film production team, Man, they're looking they're looking bad. Like Madonna, I saw a picture. She's, you know, without the, that adrenochrome uh, you know, flooding through their body, you know, they're going through some withdrawals. Ellen, all these different people. So, you know, this is actually a amazing time for people to for leaders to stand up to the challenge. Cause I don't see a lot of leaders out there. I see a lot of weak people. I see a lot of people falling from grace, and I see, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, behind the curtain is really being exposed right now in many ways. So I see this instead of as a problem, I see this as an opportunity. I see this as an opportunity to seize the day and take advantage of this time and to be better, to uh, be the absolute best we can be. Uh, we are all children of God. We are all uh, created equal and we are all here on this earth for a reason so stay well and and that's the best thing you can do i mean you can't we can't predict every little thing that's going to happen uh every day but do know they are coming for your civil liberties they are coming for your freedom they they don't want you to be free um 
And, and the more you can uh, teach yourself and learn the truth, the better off you're going to be. That's some real ass words right there. That's a nice, those are bars right there. Shout out to Kristen. Find out super chat. Appreciate you. Brody McFarlane. He said, sending Hotep, Hotep Gringo love. Sending some Hotep Gringo love. Appreciating all things beautiful. Yo, appreciate you. Um, Next Thursday, as Hotep's been told you, press one in the box if you want to see Baked Alaska on Hotep's been told you or myself and Uncle Hotep. Press one in the box if y'all want to see the one and only Baked Alaska on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Hotep's been told you for a special episode with Uncle Hotep. Yeah. Press one in the box if y'all want to see that. I feel like that's going to be epic. Would you? Are you down, Bait? Are you down to do that, yo? Hey, if that's what the fans want, I'll do it. I think that'd be epic. We we basically take all the hot topics from the whole week, put them on a list, and then um, just run through them. I think know, I, I think I did that maybe back in 2016, long time ago. I think I was on one time. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah def- just- I know it's evolved a lot since then. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely you know uh, evolved since then. Dan, the chat blowing up with the ones we hey, appreciate you. Let's go. They want to see that. They want to see that. That's going right, to be everything crazy. Sounds so good. next I'll, Thursday, I'll coming up, Baked Alaska special just been told you episode. So make sure y'all tune in. Baked, I appreciate you. His Instagram link is in the bio. Make sure y'all follow him on TikTok. He making funny videos just like he did on Vine. Real Baked Alaska on TikTok. Word. Yeah. So Appreciate you, bro. Baked Alaska on Instagram, real Baked Alaska on ins- or on TikTok. Thanks for having me right. on, Mr. Hotep. Anytime, bro. We're going to talk.